Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Episode 109 of Outlander Cast is brought to you by Love Pop. Unlock a special pricing for five or more cards and get free shipping on any order by going to lovepop.com slash outlandercast. Perhaps it's because of your coming through the storms. Perhaps what is? Ghosts. They keep coming into our lives, drawn to us the way we are drawn to each other. All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Hello. Can you feel it? Can you feel the vibrations? And by the vibrations, I mean those drums. By the vibrations, I mean those waves. By the vibrations, I mean your blood percolating, boiling, getting so ready for the finale, which is in less than a week. Guys, if you don't know, my name is Mary Larson, and I'm a book reader. (laughs) And my name is Blake, and I never thought a pool of blood would be as cool. As that was, or as sexy. That was, that was so freaking cool, man. I was, I was all about the pool of blood life. Now, for those of you who are brand new to Outlander cast, I do want to give a little something or other. I've read the books; Blake has not. So, a lot of people who listen in new may have a lot to say about this episode, mm-hmm. specifically even about that pool of blood. Because you want to know what wasn't in the books? What's that? A pool of blood. <laughs> it's prob- probably a good thing. I bet you it's that, that, that you could really only save that, I feel like, for, for television. That is... I don't know. I think they could describe that pretty well. But that was that was some Matt Roberts right there. That was intense, man. That was awesome. That was so interesting. Oh, my God. Well, my love, let's just get to it. What do you got for your kilt rating? Okay, so this one took me a while to contemplate. I was dealing with a lot of different ideals. It's sort of that, but let's be real. This got a five. A five. This is a fiver. What? Yep. The, a total five for mm-hmm. you. Why? Why is this one of five for you? Yes, sign me up. This is the penultimate episode. I'm on this choo-choo <laughs> chain. Why do I need to wait another week? Oh, yes, we're having a finale party. That is worth the wait, but I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. This episode made me... Excited. Made it to give you the butterflies? It, I feel like the give train the is now going down the mountain. Sure. You know, when it's going down, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. So it gave me the five. How about you? I'm actually going to give this episode the same exact rating that I gave last week's episode, which is a 4.3. Okay. Um, this episode, we'll get into, into the GBG. Uh, again, so much to love about this episode. Mm. But there's just so much where I'm like, oh my god, what are we doing? What are, like, what are we doing? Yes. And 
Um, I, because of that, because it, 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 again, it's just, it's the same exact thing feeling that I got from last week, which was, this is great. There's so much awesome. And then there's just so much like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and because of that, I, I have to give it the same exact rating. So, um, uh, you know, what? let's just, let's just do this. I'll, okay. I'll get straight into my GBG and then we'll do yours. Do it up. The GBG for me, uh, you know, this is reminiscent of, the I think it was Creme de Menthe might have been Creme de Menthe. Is that the episode where where Ian is taken? Uh, young Ian is taken. I, you know, I don't really know because I keep forgetting. I just keep watching. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't, but it's same. It's the same exact thing Hold where on, let me think. where my good bad great was the final scene. Let me think. Where, yeah. when, when Jamie and Claire were arguing and Young Ian gets taken away. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry, we Ian gets taken away. Yes. My good bad great was the that whole final scene. The same thing goes with this episode. The good, bad, great was Galus Duncan. And mm-hmm. wait, the, the good, bad, great was all Galus Duncan. All, all, all Galus. The whole thing. Everything was Galus. All of it. Not Galus gets you a triple crown. Uh, uh, she gets a triple crown. She, she's the Kalia Stremski uh, uh, of Outlander. Okay, we'll we'll call it like that. Uh, the good for for Galus uh, was that uneasy tension between Claire. And Galus at the party, yes, where it was, it was just obvious that something was off. Even though Galus was like, "What, what happened to Ian? (laughs) I'll do anything to help you." It was, it was just one of those friends that you have you haven't seen in a while, but like something ain't right. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And it was just they were both feeling each other out, and it, it was just uneasy and it made me it made me as a viewer feel uneasy and i really liked that um because it was subtle and it was um indicative of where that relationship is going and i loved seeing galus just play the fool and be like mm-hmm. oh, i could do whatever whatever we whatever you want honey and yes. she's talking about guys and all the guys around here just dying oh it's so sad those you know, poor things and like, just keep it, on dying and then they're talking to each other and they're it's just something is off yeah. it just felt off i, I loved it the bad I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go it's i have a tie here for the bad uh first captain leonard showing up I know this is outside of Galus, but Captain Leonard just showing up out of nowhere and knowing exactly where Jamie is, and then following the the, the cart, <laughs> and uh, and and then taking Jamie away yet again, separating our title couple. Just I, oh my, like, come on, man, like, yikes! And but that 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 aside, that that is what it is. They're leaning. The writers, that is, they're they're leaning pretty heavily into the absurdity of the whole situation. I feel like with Galus. What do you mean? Um, they, they've made her essentially like a, a B movie style, like Bond girl kind of villain, like you know, just who, a flat villain. Just not well, the flat, yeah, just just yeah, one dimensional. Just she like like one hundred percent belonged in like, Slytherin. Like one, no, not even that. Just one hundred. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You even pointed, and you are right. You're a wizard, Harry. Um, There's not a witch a wizard. She or bad that wasn't from Slytherin. No, she just reminds me of like she belongs. I feel like she belongs in like Sharknado or something, you know, or like, Oof, no. or she belongs in Bond where like she she's like Xenia on a top. You remember that? But see, this is because you don't know really bad people, and I don't really know really bad people. But you know, our Voldemort. We have a person in our life who we refer to as Voldemort. Yes, we do. 
I could picture our Voldemort doing this. You're a wizard. Harry. I could picture our Wait, Voldemort you, you stewing. Can, you can picture our Voldemort um, hunting young virgins, raping Ian, killing husbands, and is really hell bent on this prophecy. And by the way, she just all of a sudden has this weird truth serum tea. Yes. Like, I don't see her doing that. that like, that's Listen, some weird Galus shit. had 20 extra years to go even crazier. Yes. Like, you read up on things, you believe things. Think about people who have joined crazy religions and the things that they have done and how they have changed their lives in a shorter time than yeah, 20 I years. I think I'm just confused by by their choice because they made Galus somewhat of a an, a sympathetic character towards the end where she was in love with Dougal a man who clearly you know was involved with her but really didn't want to acknowledge her <laughs> sorry I was trying to cover for you um, no she was involved with Dougal clearly a guy who didn't want to acknowledge her she's having a baby and she was on her own killing guys left like husbands left and right you know but. She, she was a good friend to Claire, you know, and, and that they leaned into that relationship. And now they've kind of devalued that relationship. They kind of took it, took away from it. Although there, there was this one instance where Claire was thanking her for saving her life. And, you know, Galus did have this moment of like, you know, like I, I how I, I like it, it felt like a real, it felt like a real thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Are you ready for mine? Um, But hold on. Wait, I got to, I got to give you my great. Um, God, you took a long time on your back. Well, you kept on asking me questions, and I was telling you. And uh, my good, I meant my great, great the bloodbath. Yeah. I loved the bloodbath, and I'll tell you why. Commandment number six, tell show, me. don't tell. Right. You don't need to tell me anything about how freaking crazy Girl is and crazy. how eccentric Galus has become because you you showed me by her being in a bloodbath and how she was revealed, and the, I know a lot of people are, are complaining about how um, she was nude and it was gratuitous and whatever. I, I disagree. I think that was um, not absolutely necessary, but it shows you her mindset. It shows you what she's trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like that was a real value to to you, the viewer, because it sets you immediately off on they're leaning into this thing where she's become this crazy lady. And uh, I, I loved the blood. I thought it was a wicked cool entrance. Yes. I thought it was awesome. All right. What do you got, darling? Okay, my good. Claire babies her right arm, especially mm-hmm. the beginning of the episode. Like when they're walking through the slave market, I loved it. It was so authentic. God, that wound must hurt, guys. If it was giving her that big of an infection, she had to have it sewed up. Of course, when she's walking around, she's keeping it close to her body and she's keeping her arm bent the entire time. And I just loved that. It reminded cool. me a lot of how Sam Hewen, for so much of season two, babied his hand. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, because it was still injured. And I was like, look at Cat Baby in her arm. <laughs> Same thing. So I loved that. Um, my bad is the previously on Outlander, a.k.a. Lord John Gray's coming back. Captain Leonard's coming back, and something is important with the sapphires in, in this in treasure Galus. box. No, uh, did, <laughs> did they, they have... show? No, they didn't show Galus. I'm oh, sorry. and you're going to see the Campbells again. Yeah, <laughs> like it was basically like, here's everything you need to know, and I want to say, excuse me, if someone has made it to the penultimate episode of season three, they don't need this. <laughs> they don't. They don't. At least not right now. Save it for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, great. Galus rocking 
the bend and snap. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? The bend and snap from um, from, oh, from from Legally Blonde. Yes, Legally Blonde. The, I'm gonna see if I can pull up a little little sound. Oh clip. no no, I, I I got it right here. I got I'll, I'll pull it up because it's not gonna show up on yours. Okay, yeah yeah, here it is. I got it. I got and it. And just as a parental warning, you might want to cover your ears for your kids for about <laughs> five seconds. Suck my fingers. Bend and snap. Feel how hot it's getting. Those of you who have seen the movie Legally Blonde, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who have gone so far as to see Legally Blonde, the musical. Which we have. Which we have. You might be dancing along to this. But yes, that bend and snap, that reach on down and snap back up. Let your booty stick on out and snap back up. See, I don't pick things up gracefully. Look how good you're getting. You know, when Gayless bent down and got that pitcher full of water and then snapped back up. It was like as if being covered in blood coming out of a tubby wasn't, wasn't sexy enough. <laughs> to bend and snap. To bend and snap, to rinse off goat's blood. I was like, you know what, girl? You go get you some. want it. You want my great. The bend and snap. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> go get it. All right. So we got your great. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think we're both in agreement here that I, that, that the beginning with Galus, like the cold open, you know, the way that, you know, obviously the way that it went. Yeah. I think we're both in agreement here that we kind of liked it. Yes. I think so. I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. Uh, let's do the listeners. Anna, Anna Spain says uh, 4.7 kilts. This episode starting with the cold open was very interesting to see what has happened to Ian and who brought him to Jamaica. What an entrance to Lada. Right. Good. Everything with LJG, David Berry brought it this episode. His love for Jamie shone in his eyes and holding on to the sapphire and wearing it. LJG loves Jamie so much and holding on to the so sapphire much. just proves it. The bad. Archie Campbell, he is a donkey. <laughs> Ooh, I like that word. I like that word too. Donkey. He deserves whatever he gets in yes. the future. Margaret, she is so cute. And her her and Willoughby and their relationship slash talk was so cute that they are great together. Also, the slave market to see how people were treated like cattle and they owned someone else. And the great, of course, was Galus's entrance coming up from the tub of blood to see her in all of her craziness like Dracula and wanting to stay young and her obsession with having a Scott yes. on the throne. Brandy Batzel gave it... 4.5 kilts. The good was Lord John Gray and Claire circling each other without explicitly peeing on Jamie. You know, like when uh, animals pee on trees and stuff. <laughs> the bad was Jamie being carted off by the Redcoats again. And the great were several greats. Jamie and Claire and their long stare while waiting in line. Yitian Chow with his still, uh, she still loves how they can... <sighs> <laughs> Cho. Eten Cho. I got you. Eten Cho. Yes. <laughs> God, I'm so embarrassed. Eten Cho. Still loves how they've changed him from the books. I agree with that, Brandy. Um, we, Ian, 
and Galus. That a girl. I, I see many people commenting on how about the way that she drugged him and then raped him. There's no good way to say that I thought that it was well done, but it was well done. Galus coming out of that pool of blood. Wow. And Anne Chittister says, 4.5 kilts. It strayed too far from the book, but for me, but they did stray too true to the main characters, and that is a huge plus. The good was the scenery and the flow of the different storylines. No fade to black. Thank you very much. Claire's outrage at the slave market was good too, and Jamie did just his thing, saved her from the situation, and solved the problem. The bad... There was no need to meet Galus the way that we did. I would rather have her, the story, follow the book with Claire and Jamie seeing Galus for the first time again at Rose Hall and not knowing that Ian is there. Also having Jamie arrested again in yet another contrived cliffhanger. Quit treating us that way where fans were not going to stop watching. And the great, the eye sex and the receiving line. It was hot. Fergus and Marsley, ah, young love. Meeting LJG and Claire's reaction. Great acting on his part, too. I would have loved to see a bigger reaction when John heard the name Claire, but the later line about meeting the love that was his, Jamie's every heartbeat, was very good. I also liked the movie line and the short story title references. Those were slick. All the fuss and talk about the wigs tickles me, of course. Men and women wore wigs to fancy functions and sometimes in more everyday situations. They were made of horse hair and very often treated and powdered to try to control the lice. They didn't look natural, people who wore them. It's true to the timeline. Let's all move on. And I agree. I, I, I see everybody saying, these wigs are so horrible. Why would you do... They're, they're kind of meant to, well they're not meant to be horrible but they're they're <laughs> they are they're meant to look authentic yeah they're, they're no like they are they're just kind of like to, they're like hats that's what they essentially oh, okay. were at the time you know what I mean and people wore them so that they didn't have to do their hair they didn't have to go to a blowout <laughs> Doing blowouts. You don't have to get a blowout. No, you don't. Luckily. All right, my love, you ready to get into this episode? Yes. All right, let's do it. Well, this episode was entitled The Bakra. The Bakra. Which we now know, according to Matt Roberts, means the boss in some language. I forget which language. <clears throat> and it was written by Luke Stelhaas. It was directed by Charlotte Branstrom, who held, who did the uh, directing work for the previous episode. And the DP was Alistair Walker returning again. So uh, all great stuff. All uh, great lighting. Uh, fantastic. So, my darling, um, how do you want to handle this one today? Uh, what, do you, what do you feel like doing? What do you, how do you want to? Because I, I do have a couple of demons I do want to get out of Let's me. Let's get one of them out. All right. I, all right. A couple of demons that I have. Okay. Um, I know everybody is telling me, Blake, and I even came to this conclusion, I think, last episode. There's a level of fate involved yes. in this show. Yep. Um. And I feel like the show knows that what they're doing with bringing everybody in this one place, including Galus, and it just so happens that Lord John Gray um, is is the governor of Jamaica now out of nowhere. Uh, uh, Captain Leonard just shows up out of nowhere. Everyone is dealing with the ghosts from their past. And and they even have Jamie say this. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. because you came through the stones. Yeah. 
perhaps there's something else going on here, but everybody keeps revolving around us and everybody that has revolved around around us is is it you know is showing up and i i get an i get it's hard for me to accept it's just it's just hard for me to accept that all of these people are are in all of these dominoes are falling in the exact right places at the exact right times so that the plot can move forward I have a hard time accepting that. And and this is why I feel like this episode was maddening because again, there's so much to love, but it's just so contrived in the guy showing up on, and then Jamie getting taken away from Claire again. Like what, a, what? Come on, man. Like it's just so contrived. It's just creating something for us to be like, Oh no, there's, there's something happening here. I just want them to, I just want the characters to be the characters. Well, the good thing for you is that this train is rolling at a very fast pace, and, and I am happy that last episode you did come to the conclusion. I did, and, and, and it's a fictional story. I, I'm, I'm and we're starting here for the ride. I'm starting to accept it. It's just hard for me to accept. Um, I think it's time crunch. I'll tell you that. I think it's time crunch. They changed a lot of things, I, included yeah. in it this party, and that's what I'm wondering. Like maybe Voyager at least the way that it's been presented, maybe it's just too, maybe they, sh- maybe they could have split it up into two seasons, you know, I know like what everyone was talking about, uh, because there's all, there's just, the plot is moving so fast. There's, you can't, they're so quick to, to separate Jamie, to have him go back again and, and then, and then have Claire meet up with him again. I mean, it's every just, other episode, one of them is taken away. I know. And I, it, it's, it's tiring. You know what I mean? It's tiring. But here's another thing that kind of got me uh, a little, like, I was, like, uncomfortable. I was, and, and I just want to get the demons out, and then we could talk about everything that was great after this. Okay? Negative Nancy. I'm not here. being negative. This, and this isn't about story or anything. It's just, it made me uncomfortable. Okay. A lot of people have been talking about the slave trade and how, you know, in, in like... It, it made them uncomfortable, and I, I get it. I think it was, I think it was absolutely necessary to see on the show. I think it, it, it lends light to what was actually happening in the colonial trades uh-huh. and and that time period. I think, I think it was, you know, without sounding stupid, it was great to see because it was real, and I can only imagine what it was like for people on set. Like it must have been tough. A lot of people also complained about like Jamie and Claire being white saviors and coming in and rescuing people, and like. I'm, I am neither smart enough nor nor do I have the moral compass to to judge how, what the writers chose to to show how great people Jamie and Claire are. But I think the thing that bothered me, the thing that made me a little uncomfortable, was Jamie and Claire were put in a situation where they're clearly being made to be like we hate slavery and this is not what we what we want to do. This is not what we want to be a part of. Okay. And they're made out to be the the characters that are the moral compass, which yeah. makes sense to me. And they said they even say we're going to give you your freedom, just when it comes to where where it is and when the right timing is. But we're going to give it to you. But then what made me a little uncomfortable was Jamie going up to this guy and Claire going along with it, saying, "We'll free you if you tell us the information that we, we need from you." Uh, and they, they kind of gave him like, it was like a bargain. And, and I just feel like, 
And they even said, okay, well, will, will you help us? And yes, but it wasn't like a choice necessarily. It was, it was just, we'll, we'll do this. This, this is the deal. If you help us, we'll set you free and we'll, we'll do this. And it made me a little uncomfortable because if you're planning on setting him free, no matter what, just set him free and just ask his help. You know what I mean? Okay. I want to look inside the script to see exactly how he asked it because I get you. I get you. But did he say only if? No, no, I'm not sure. But the guy, the, the, uh, his, his manservant, as he called him, yeah. uh, said, okay, so this is what we have to, this is what I have to do for me to be free. And Jamie said, yes. And I, and I just, I feel like that was, you know, that was just a little, I don't know. It was clunky. It, I felt like, and I just wish they said, okay, you're free. And if you want to help us, you know, let the guy, let him, let him choose the time and where he goes. And, um, and I know they gave an explanation like, oh, well, you know, he might just get picked up again and yada, yada. But I feel like eh, it was just clunky for me. I didn't, I didn't like how all that went down. I just wish they said, you're free. And if you would like to help us, please do so. You know what I mean? I, I just, it was, it was a little tough for so me. So in the so script, in the script, it says, Claire starts off saying, we wish to free you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we don't know how, but we will free you. And he's like, you're going to buy me and set me free. And she's like, yes, we have no wish to own you. He says, so I'm free. And she, and Jamie says, when we can find a way. And then Jamie says, we plan to leave this island soon, but first there's someone we must find. My nephew has been kidnapped, taken into slavery as you were. There are men who may ken where he is, but I cannot speak with them. They are slaves. If you will, if you'll come with us to the governor's residence tonight, speak with these men to learn what has become of my nephew. We would be in debt to you. Right. What does he say afterwards? And then Claire says, "Please, will you help us?" Right. And then he, um, he nods, and but- uh, Jamie says, "We have a bargain." Then. <sighs> There was something else. He ended so it up might saying, it might have been saying we'll have to go back. Yeah, maybe he said it a little differently in the show, but that's what's in the script. And so basically, it in the script is what you wanted him to say. Right? Would you please do this? We'd be in debt to you. And Claire says, "Will you help us?" All right. Well, you know, whatever. It it just it made me feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure how it made other people feel. It just felt like it was counterintuitive to the way that it was presented in the show to what I think the writers were trying to get across. I wish they had given him like a shirt first. I wish they had given him a little bit of a present. <laughs> he was holding something and I'm like, did they just give him food? Yeah. Exactly. Like, hey, we're going to let you go, but we really need you to do this favor for us. I would have been like, do you want a shirt? Do you want yeah. a lemonade? I know that this has been hard. Um, let's let's get this party started and feed this poor fella. So, um, <laughs> okay. So, can I tell you what I was upset about? Yeah, sure, of course. That I was not invited to the party because of all the gin joints and all the towns and all the world. <laughs> Great everybody ca- else was. Great Casablanca reference. Right? That was awesome. Right? Fantastic. Everybody was invited to this party except me. Except I was because I watched it from my couch. Man. That party must, once again, I look at all these wigs, I look at all these outfits, I said it before in France parties, I'm going to say it now in Jamaican parties, must have been stinky. Because <laughs> it was hot. It's so hot and everyone so has hot. on those wigs and, like you said, they're the like clothes. hats and all those clothes. Man, that party was something else. Pulling on up and seeing um, Fergus in that jacket that used to be Jamie's mm-hmm. and seeing Claire in another reused dress, and I think Marsley was in a reused dress. Correct. And... um. 
and Jamie and his vest that we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, I just loved seeing everybody all dressed up, mm-hmm. even if they looked like dandies. And I didn't think they looked like dandies. I think they looked just dandy. One of my favorite parts in any show is when it can reference itself and when it can reference it's already uh, gone by episodes and past. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we, I, I know I've referenced Halt and Catch Fire many times in this podcast. Please go watch it. It's one of the best shows ever written. It's amazing. It's on AMC. Um, any Anytime those characters on that show interacted, there was always this weight behind it because you knew all of the history and all the character work that had been put in into effect in that show. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes in this episode with Claire, when she's, oh, I remember when we first met and, you know, we, we could barely hold ourselves, you know, uh, together because we were all, we were so open and obvious and, and, and then I, and they also referenced too like Versailles and what that was like. And it felt good, even though I didn't really love all of the stuff that happened in France in mm-hmm. Outlander season, mm-hmm. you know, the one that, that, the season that shall not be named. I still appreciate the fact that they went through it and they can reference it and look back on it and smile. And you as the viewer can look back on it and be like, yeah, dude, that was crazy. Right. And you're like, yeah, it is kind of similar. And even bear hashtag bear flare. Right. Mm-hmm. Playing like that kind of French uh, Baroque, uh, you know, like um, little theme, little, little bits in it. Yes. Right. 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 So I loved the fact that they could reference themselves. Yeah. And, and, and even seeing Gayla's, the way that she was introduced to Claire at the party oh. where it was just kind of this, she, she even says, I thought I saw a ghost. Whereas Jamie had said that I just loved all the ghost mentioning. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the, the, uh, psychic readings, you know, the, the fortune telling going on. There was just so much magic. God, I'm getting goosies talking about this. <laughs> Once again, fictional show where our lead character has traveled through the stones and then she's there with another time traveler and there with a real seer. Mm-hmm. So much magic in this room. Yeah. And I, you know, I battle back and forth on this one because, you know, I, I love Outlander at its best when it's Claire and Jamie and the stakes are relatively small and they're just trying to navigate their lives. You liked the moment that the eye sex is referring to just riding on the horse. Yes. You and liked like, that I, kind I of like, romance. I okay. like that kind of stuff. I like, but I think Outlander is at its best when, you know, it's, it's very focused on Claire navigating the 18th century. And like, you know, like, that's um, what you like best. That's what I like best about it. You know what I mean? Um, but I do see them again leaning into this sci fi thing. And leaning into like this mythology thing now. How can you not? And you know, I battle whether or not I, I whether or not I I love it as much. Um, but it's definitely interesting, and it's it's interesting what you know when when the when Margaret goes you know full Professor Trelawney. You're a wizard, Harry. And you know gives this this um, this prophecy out saying when twice twelve hundred moons have coursed between man's attack and women's curse, and when the issue is cut down, then will a Scotsman wear a crown. And we ended up figuring out between uh, Galus and Archibald when they're uh, doing their whole thing. Archie, good old Archie, Archie. good old Archie, over Archie here. the donkey. Um, you know, she ended up saying that twelve hundred moons equals two hundred years, and he know he realizes that man's attack means uh, plant, planting one's seed, and of course, a woman's curse means childbirth, while issue, according to them, means 
progeny. See, why is woman's curse childbirth? Why isn't it period? <laughs> well, I think it's the curse because isn't it isn't it like Adam and Eve like God? Yeah, because it's painful. God made it painful, and that's you know the curse. what's painful. What's my once a month cramps? Yeah, yeah. And paying money for all sorts of female products—that's the big curse. That's the big curse, right? I, and, <laughs> anyway, and, and I have a theory about this. By the way, I got a, I have a whole sprawling. Oh, I theory. cannot wait! But nonetheless, so it's two years is the twelve hundred moons, yes. and the man's attack is you know doing doing a bumpy rumpy humpy rumpy uh, rumpy pumpy rumpy pumpy, <laughs> and woman's curse is childbirth, and when the issue is cut down, mm-hmm. what was that part? Issue means well, they they ended up the figuring child. it was that it means progeny like child. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they figure. Then will a Scotsman wear a crown? So uh, you know, I it you know, hey, it is what it is. I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit. Tell me though, we did talk about the the bloodbath here a little bit earlier, but what worked for you? Because I, I want you to get into that a little bit more. What worked for you when it comes to that opening and seeing Galus and in the bloodbath and so much? Why did you it. like it so much? Um, I loved the reveal of. Just we, Ian, being scared, talking to these people. The boys ain't coming back. I just love the name Bakra. Like it just, it feels edgy and it feels scary at the same time. Good one. And then he goes into this really lavish room. You look at the the trimmings and the the bedding and everything is just so beautiful. And then comes out a bloody foot. <laughs> and Galus comes out with the stickiest blood all down her rump and mm-hmm. she's just gosh she just made it so captivating and we ian was captivated he i just i i build i i totally believed him i then when he was hungry and he finally ate everything there was that little part inside me that was like honey no she's not taking a bite have you learned nothing have you learned <laughs> nothing from movies oh gosh you don't watch movies Didn't you, you don't watch know. the chronicles of narnia <laughs> <laughs> don't eat it unless she oh my god what is that the stuff? turkish delight the Turkish delight. <laughs> oh my god this is we eat turkish delight oh, oh my man. god i love it seriously it's like a, She's like, you first. And I'd be like, no, you, because you're the background. And all these boys don't come back. So then he drinks this once again with the witch doctor. And I remember the when, when we saw that, you went, Ugh. you made a little sound. And I wanted to smack you upside the back of the head and go, Blake, we're watching a fictional movie, a fictional TV show. Come know, on, get with but, it. But the thing is, is like the show has 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 um, invested in itself in being relatively down to earth. It, it's invested Except itself. Except it's a time traveling woman. No, I know. Women. What, what I'm get, what I'm getting at is this. Ultimately, the show has invested in itself, and what the only real sci-fi aspect of the show being Claire traveling through the stones. That's that's fact. That's not opinion. That's Ron Moore saying that. Not not just me. That's fact, not opinion. So when we get to this, oh yeah, yeah, I get this, I get this teapot, and it's full of truth serum. It's like, no, you don't have sodium pentothal yet, okay? I promise you don't. You know Listen, what I mean? Galus knows a lot, and over 20 years, I bet she would have learned how to get some trend of true, true serum. I bet. Maybe. I'm down with that. Maybe. Just like I'm down with acupuncture, which is real to me, and that works too. So I am all about this life. Yes, witch doctor serum, I'm believing you. <sighs> and then you know what even got me? Mm-hmm. When Gila said, that cake's too dry. <laughs> Just keep drinking. That, my mouth became dry. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? What? <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking of Dumb and Dumber. 
I when, don't. When he makes when he makes him drink the the stuff that makes him go poop, and he's like, oh, oh, "Keep drinking, God, keep no. drinking." I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh man, that was just good stuff. Then, of course, uh, it moves on to the we Ian rape scene. Yeah, you didn't see this one coming, did you? No, I didn't. And I got to tell you. You know, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that they're taking the traditional rape thing, men with women, and turning it on its head. But it's still not okay either way. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? It, it's like – and it's played off like, oh, it's it's okay because it's, it's, it's a woman doing it to a guy. And no, it's not okay. It's just not okay. It reminded me of like The Leftovers when uh, – spoiler alert – Meg does that to uh, Kevin's Kevin Garvey Jr. And – it just it it you was. You just dropped it, a major spoiler for people who might have wanted to watch something over well, there. I said, but I said spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> when when this happens to this character, it's like it was played off like, oh my god, that's so hot. And like, no, it's not. It's not okay. It's actually really bothersome. <laughs> so there was a part of me that was like, we didn't see anything happen. Maybe it didn't happen. Oh, we know it does. We know it did happen. Right, yeah. it, they're just saving us yeah. the unpleasant uh, viewing of this. Um, gosh, I just felt so bad. I felt so bad for Wee Ian. And even how she's like, it's not a bad way to go. I'm like, yeah, yeah it is, Galus. Yeah, yeah uh, it is. It may not be bad for you. However, there is one thing that really struck me in this episode. Mm-hmm. I could never be cast in Outlander. Why do you say that? Well, I could never be cast as a topless person in Outlander. <laughs> Why? They'd have to CGI my nipples five inches higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All these peeps walking around, oh nipples so high. And I'm like, I just said it. I just said it. God. Can you hear? Seriously. All these bare breasted women. I'm like, up. Oh, I can't be an outlander. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that, that, I can't be an outlander. That just happened. <laughs> that just happened. I can't. I can't handle it. Oh. How do, do they just wear bras when they go to sleep? Do they tape their boobs? If you're an actress, do you learn oh this in God. actress school to tape your boobs so that you never have gravity? I don't know. I want you, the listener, to mark this day. What day? When Mary said that she needed to have her nipples five inches high. <laughs> <laughs> just just mark this day put it in the back of your brain flag it for me and bring it out you know when she wants to run for president or something <laughs> first it's going to be oh my god councilwoman state senate in. <laughs> okay Blake get it straight I have uh, I have a mission Leslie my Nope over baby, here baby steps okay so I liked the episode a lot aside from realizing that I can never be an outlander unless I'm like pretty much Mrs. Fitz <laughs> <laughs> Just walking around. You could be the season four Mrs. Fitz. Yeah. Just don't take off any clothes, please. Or else the computer people are going to have a big problem. Um, talk about Lord John Gray for me. What did you think about oh. David Barry and the whole thing? Oh, my God. Wearing that sapphire. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. It reminded me of how Claire continued to wear Jamie's ring. Yeah. In the future. Sure. Yeah. Or or Frank's ring, vice yes. versa. Yeah. It's like there is this very special person who meant so much to me mm-hmm. that I'm still going to keep it. I mean, and he wears it on his fancy outfit. I mean, yeah. you can't really wear a sapphire in like your sweatpants, I guess. But <laughs> gosh. And then his look when he sees Jamie, Jamie's look when he sees him. 
just so beautiful and so sad at the same time. And their little bonding moment about talking about Willie. Oh it was God, like Claire was wasn't there for 30 seconds and she knew it. Oh, she yeah. knew it. Oh, she, she, was had, like, she had bitch face. She was like, oh, these two went to camp. <laughs> Maybe they sent each other undies. I think they did. I think, wait, what's going on? You gave him that sapphire? Oh, man. Are you your Annika? What's going on? I, I, um, oh, I liked how Jamie did clarify, though, when it, when Lord John was saying, oh, you know, the friend gave it to me. He's like, no, actually, I think it was a prisoner who gave it to you, right? Yeah. Loved that little bit. Yeah, Loved that because that's it's still it still says a lot about their relationship and where they. That what, the friendship what, was two way. That the friendship part could be, in essence, a two-way relationship. That Jamie realizes that, Lord John, yeah, I gave you that. Yes, it was because I'm sorry I ran away. But, like, I'm happy you still have it. And thanks for taking care of my son. Now, did, we, didn't, we didn't see Jamie give Lord John the, yeah, we did. the, the, the sapphire. Did we? I, don't I, think we did. Did. I don't think we no. did. No, he ended up saying that he, get, he ended up giving it to him. Uh, but I don't think – I don't remember him – like actually giving it to him. Here, I don't remember seeing have it. a sapphire. I just, you know, I wish we got like, I wish we got more from the, the two at, during this time. Like I wish I could uh, have spent more time with them to understand the depth of uh-huh. their relationship. Like I, I, by the way that Sam and, and, and David Barry have acted it. I, I, I fully believe that there is this level of bond between them that is rare. I, I truly believe that, but I just, I haven't seen it. I saw them play chess. I saw them have dinner and I saw them like, I saw uh, Lord John send San, uh, Jamie off to, to the house. And then he came to check up on him and he had all these feelings. It's once again, time constraints. I understand what you're you saying. You know what I mean? Like, I just I wish do. I saw more of it. I do. I get it. Yeah. But I'm just telling you it's because this I wish this could have had 26 episodes. I'll leave it at that. Well, I so, would say at least 16. Yeah. I, I'd say 16 would be a good order for, for the season. But I, I I remember saying I got a good feeling from, from Dr. Joe. I got a good feeling from E10 Show. And I get a really good feeling from Lord John, too. Like when I saw him, like I knew it was coming. Oh, well, I knew it was coming because I, 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 just, I, I just figured it out, essentially. But- I, I was so happy to see him. I was happy for Jamie to see him. And I was like, how's this going to go down with Claire? Like, and especially when he says, oh, you know, I wish, you know, I'm glad I saw the person with whom Jamie holds the whole amount of love and yada, yada. Yeah. And uh, she, Claire, Claire's got some bitch face going on for Lord Major, John. major. Like I, girl, Jamie's with you. You guys just had all that eye sex going on. Right. Calm yourself. But that's, I think, you know, we don't know how much Jamie told her. Yeah. We don't know how much because we didn't get to see it. And when she was like, oh, yes, he told me everything. I know everything. Do you really know everything? I kind of felt like Lord John Gray wanted to give her a little sass and be like, really? He told you everything. <laughs> yeah, he did. Did he tell you how many times we had dinner? Because I know. <laughs> did he tell you how he liked his pheasant? Because I know. You know? <laughs> Here's my whole diary entries full of what James Fraser liked and what he didn't like. Do you think she gets the, the idea that Lord John likes Jamie, you know, just a little bit more than normal? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes, that's it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. How much did Claire know about... Lord John Gray's crush 
prior to this moment because I'm feeling like even if Jamie had been like yeah this guy was really a little too kind to me but whatever like I feel like Jamie would have brushed it under the rug a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. but this moment this moment Claire's never going to want to go to another dress up party again because the first (laughs) dress up party she goes to his ex come in and she's like oh hey I used to date Jamie oh look at my nipples they're up so high (laughs) and Claire was like oh my god I'm pregnant I'm cranky I just want to go to the party what's going on here and then she goes to this party and she's like I'm having eye sex with my man and then some other guy's like look at this sapphire what'd you get oh a little key ring (laughs) I got a sapphire and I'm taking care of his child oh man that was so great to see him talk about Willie like Jamie just being this proud dad like he's quite the equestrian yeah, oh man, so cool. I so, loved it. So cool. I loved it. I loved Lord John Gray. I want more of him. You know, when you talk about, oh, he's the governor. Yes, I think he demonstrated why he was chosen to be governor in this episode. How he handled Galus, how he handled that crowd, how he handled the emotions of seeing Jamie after, what, 14, 15? No, no, probably 10 years, maybe a little more than 10 years. How he handled himself in that way. I don't mind him being governor. No, 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 no. That, oh. That's fine. That's fine. It just, he's the governor of Jamaica. Once again, where this is Galus fictional. Where just happens to be. And where magical. happen to be, you know, like. <laughs> it's, but I just, I I bought it. I bought in and I loved how he handled Galus, as I said, when she was asking him to have his fortune. And he was like, nah, I'm all set. Yeah. Let's talk about that moment. What? When Margaret holds the sapphires. And she does she does the Professor Trelawney thing. Holy smokes, what that woman did with her eyes. Yeah, I don't know how she did that. That was creepy. <gasps> like it was she just like she has to practice that in the mirror a lot. Yeah, you know, like that oh was my god. So creepy. And I'm loving her character. Really? Yeah. What do you think about E ten show and her? Are are you all about that life or are you are are you like okay, what like are you Wait, are, are you accepting what of life, E10 what life show? Are you even saying E10 show and, and Margaret Campbell? Like, they're like, they, are you they're shipping like a thing. them? They're, no, I'm not. The world is shipping them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a shipped thing. Oh, this is like a this is a thing. Like, th- like there's like some sparks going on here. Is it Marcho? <laughs> Marcho. What is going on here? Uh, Am I late to the party? Apparently, you are. What is the hashtag? I'm not sure what the hashtag is. But we all know the greatest hashtag is Margus. Um, okay, so how do I feel about this? I feel like... Wait, like you didn't get this feeling from from the episode that like they were no, a thing? No. Really? No. Oh, that's the thing. That... I, saw, I saw him as... He's this outsider. And granted, he was a spectacle for that moment, that really awkward moment, which I really hated. I hated that moment. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. So Claire's looking at all the slaves all dressed up in their wigs. Yes. And Jamie's like, oh, when is the slave trade going to end? And she's like, 70 years and 100 years. Oh, cool. Great. Awesome. We're on this whole vibe of like, let's treat people as equals. Then, oh, look at my funny China friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, what just happened? What just ha- Literally, turn around. Is he for real? Yes, he's my China friend. Go for it. <laughs> like... You know, I know, guest, guest, 
Yes, Mr. Willoughby gave a nod. He did t- nod to Jamie. He and, and, knows and, and, his role. Yes. He knows his job that evening is literally to be a distraction. Yes. But I found it a huge distraction to go from, wow, look at how people of different races are treated differently to, wow, look how people of different races are treated differently. Like it was just, <laughs> it was kind of weird for that timing. But I just love Mr. Willoughby with Margaret because I feel like the majority of the time he's standing back. He's observing. He gets to observe the people. Sure. You know, when he he has all these little tricks and tips and he's magical himself in his own ways. Sure. He he has all these different abilities and he's he's just very connected and he sees this poor soul who is being used by her brother. I mean that first scene when she's trying to do a reading for for the for the slave against the wall and she's reprimanded by her brother you know he looks at her and he feels bad for her. Sure. He sees this poor woman who who sees everyone as her equal. Mhm. And I think there is a piece of him that sees her and feels terrible for her, that she's trapped and he has felt trapped and he has felt different. So I'm not shipping in any way, shape or form. I'm not like romantic sexual shipping. Mm -hmm. I am seeing you might be a soul friend of mine. And even if you're not a soul friend of mine, I just think you are a very special person who I can tell is not treated properly. Gotcha. Okay. See, now I I think you didn't like the whole E10 show thing and and the girl calling him out and Jamie being like, you're a distraction. And yeah, I I think- I just didn't like the timing. Well, I think the tone of it, I think the tone for this episode, the whole episode, kind of like the previous episode was- was all over the place. I mean, it, it, it fact, not opinion. I mean, it, they went from slave trade to E10 show being a funny Chinaman, funny Chinaman to Galus English. What? Galus yes. being a Bond villain, B movie rated, you know, blood bats, But I loved that. To Jamie being taken away. What I'm saying is oh. the tone is just, it's everywhere. Too quick for too short a time. Right. But I, didn't I will say, I will say that I actually kind of liked what they did with E10 show and the girl showing up. Like, oh my God, he speaks English. Because again, it's commenting on, on a very superficial level. Yes. But it's commenting on British colonialism. Mm-hmm. And in the time. In the time and how these colonists looked at people of a different race. Yes. And they treated them like it was uh, a, a show yes. as opposed to a real person. Or it, they treated them like like things as yes. opposed to a human being. And it also lets us ha- have some insight into what these characters are doing rather than just seeing it through Claire or just seeing it through Jamie's eyes. Right. We get a little bit of an idea. Just like how Marsley, uh, you know, they get off the boat and they're talking about different things. And Marsley was like, well, how do we even know the ship was here? Like, how do we even know this even happened? Yep. Just that little bit, we're able to be like, wow, look at her speaking up and questioning Jamie and trying to give her two cents or trying to help problem solve. Like, we got a little bit more insight. Just like how... With this situation, just the nod, the I know it's my job. I yeah, got right. this. No problem. Like, and, and and that's why I can forgive Jamie a little bit because they both went into it knowing oh, what yeah. he was there for. I'm not mad at Jamie exactly. Oh, okay. He was there as a distraction. I was just really thrown off by the two things being right next to each other. I would have almost rathered the the slave thing happen. Then I said, you know, I don't, I don't know. I could have used it to be broken up just sure. a little smidge because it felt a little weird to me. All right, so um, Isex, how did you feel about the Isex? Uh, the eyes, I counted it. It went on for fifteen seconds. I liked it, and then I didn't like it, and then I was okay with it. I I liked it at first, and then I was kind of like, all right, this is a little too long for me. Like. N- n- don't nobody 
like just stare at that person for that long with that. I just I feel like it was just it was like six seconds too long. You know what I mean? I think the last shot back onto Claire did it for me because yes. they were looking at each other and then they had this great shot of Jamie looking at Claire and you could just see the side of Claire's face. And then we go back to Claire and all I kept thinking was, how long did it take for them to shoot this? I know. <laughs> were, the, were they like giggling at each other? Seriously, were they just like looking at each other and, okay, just keep looking. Look like you really want each other. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> and like, yeah, you know, um, I wanted them to wink. I wanted them to do something, but I, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but it did make me wonder, I wonder how long this took the film. I know. All right, guys, um, we're going to be back in just one second. We have a little break to tell you about today's sponsor. Today's sponsor, once again, is Love Pop. And I got to tell you, I love Love Pop cards. I, I love them. If there is someone special in your life, seriously think about getting them one of these cards. I actually saw Love Pop, a pop-up shop of Love Pop in the mall. Oh, really? So maybe they even have some in your mall. But I just got so excited. I went over and I was touching these cards because once again, these cards are beautiful. It's this thing called Slice Gami. Um, but they they appeared on Shark Tank, the people who created this. They're intricate 3D laser cut paper cards. They were actually designed by naval engineers right near us in Boston with cutting edge software. And then they're handcrafted and assembled in the Asian art form of a slice form Kira um, I love it. If you haven't seen it, you need to go online and look at some of their videos. Love pop cards. They're more than just cards. No joke. They're like an unforgettable gift that you send in an envelope. Um, it's going to surprise your your recipients. Um, the whole purpose of Love's Love Pop is to create a moment of connection between you and the people that you care about. This is a great way to share the joy of the holiday season. We have three of them for the holidays, yep. and I know exactly who we're sending them to. This is something that will be so incredibly special. I have I have two favorite ones. I have the one with the Beatles and they're coming up as on Abbey yep. Road is and then the new Game of Thrones one. It's Daenerys on the dragon. Oh my gosh. It is so freaking cool. So if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you need to get this. Like well, it's, listen, it's tremendous. I, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going for two more seconds. The gingerbread house one <laughs> is so beautiful. It, it is. is so gorgeous. I'm gonna be sending it to a friend of mine who uh, just lost his his mother and I'm like, I, what do you do? What do you even do? I'm sending a sympathy card but then I'm gonna send this a little bit later just because it is so gorgeous. It's like a centerpiece for your table. Right, it's such right. a gorgeous card. So once again, we wanna make sure that you know about the special deal that we have going on, you can head on over to lovepop.com slash Outlandercast and you can get a special pricing for five or more cards and you get free shipping. Free shipping is gold. Free, free shipping, shipping is gold. It's not life. Not as much gold as the ISEX that they were having right? in, in this in this episode. Right. Um, but I... You know who deserves a Love Pop card? Who? Jenny Murray. <laughs> Jenny Murray. Jenny Murray needs all of them. She could have, oh, there's one that's an owl. She could have oh. one of those. Maybe it could be delivered by an owl. I know. Maybe she. <laughs> what do you think You're Jenny Murray's hat. doing right now? Jenny Murray right now is has given birth to seven children. Yes. Uh, and she's on her, she's pregnant with her eighth. Oh my God. She's finally made hash browns. She figured out the beauty of hash browns <laughs> with those taters. Potatoes. Oh my God. Poor Jenny Murray. Nobody's mentioned her. 
Oh, nobody's man. mentioned nobody, her at all. Nobody's and like we don't know exactly how much time has gone by. Months, but it's Claire been got off months. the boat saying after months yeah. at sea. Months. Like, could you imagine being like, okay, go get my kid, and then not hearing from anything any from anybody oh, wait, no, but Claire, for months? No, but Claire and Jamie sent a letter back to her. <laughs> <laughs> so they they lost him after like. You know, five days, two days, oh, one day. Right. And then he was like, oh, it's totally fine. I sent Jenny a letter. It was probably good. like BRB. Yeah, yeah. NBD, BRB. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Be right back. Heart Jamie. No, just heart J. <laughs> just, a, just a bunch of letters and one oh, emoji. Oh, <laughs> my goodness gracious. Oh, man. You know. Before we go into the next thing, you know, you're talking about the uh, the slave trade and the conversation that happened. Um, the moment with Claire freaking out in the slave market. Yeah. Oh, this has caused quite a bit of controversy. Why? I got to see this. I didn't get to see the the shipping. Because um, some people were like, Claire, why did she act like that? That is so bad. Like, why couldn't she compose herself? And I just, I kept thinking, so this is something Claire's not used to. Sure. Claire yeah. likes to help all people. She sees all these people who have been treated so poorly. They're in bondage. They're all this kind of stuff. Um and she's a modern woman. Mm. Like she sees these poor people as poor people who are set behind bars and her best friend, her best friend, her BFF of all time is an African-American male. By the way, with the last name Abernathy. Yeah. And, and clearly, they like threw that in somewhere in the slave market. Yeah. Clearly there's a connection here, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, because at the time. Uh, you know, the slaves did take the surname of of their, their owners. Yes. You know, their masters, uh, and even in some cases, are biologically related to their to their masters. Sometimes, uh, because of what what happened between you know between the the two. But uh, yeah, so so that moment when when she goes up there and the man is um, being very physical. Oh uh, yeah, and Claire freaks out. I thought she was. I'm not saying she was totally justified. I mean, obviously she is. I mean, it's an outrage that. Yeah. But given the time, I still think it's okay for what Claire did, and given her context. Correct. Even like what Jamie said. Whether whether we're thinking modern Claire or how even Jamie pictured it, where it's like this was her first time of the slave trade. That would have been a terrible thing to see, no matter what. Sure. No matter what. Right. So I, I totally delved into it i i feel like she was walking by and seeing especially these men and in her mind just kept seeing dr joe dr joe oh dr yeah, joe definitely. and yeah. then on stage dr joe mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. oh definitely. gosh so so i was on board with that uh, not on board with the what happened but i'm saying her actions and how she reacted i yeah, I, I, I was I in it, it i find it totally justifiable and totally fine that she was okay just just like you my love i, I think it's for anybody to complain about that, I think uh, that's Banana Land, <laughs> in my opinion. Banana Land, ba- I like that. Or, or Planet Zippy. We'll, we'll call it the, one of those two. Take your choice. Banana Land or Planet Zippy. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'd be fine with that. Okay. Uh, now, normally, this is when we would have the Kendra Thought of the Week. However, hashtag mom life and mom probs. Uh, she's unable to uh, give us the Kendra Thought of the Week this week, but we will have it for the listener feedback episode. She has promised Yeah, in me. just a couple of days. In just a couple of days. So if you are... if you Always love the the thought. Trust me, it will be there just with the next episode. So be sure to check in when we actually have Peg Cumbie, one of our patrons, uh, along with us, and we will have Kendra's thought of the week. So excited. But now 
my darling, are you ready for the outlandish theory of the week? All right. I want to let you know that this Outlandish Theory of the Week is brought to you by Celtic Eternity. Please visit CelticEternity.com and get 10% off Celtic and Scottish rings with the coupon code OUTLANDICAST, all one word. And I say it every time. I'll say it again. We are literally giving you everything you need for the Christmas season. I'm giving you a Scottish ring for 10% off or a Celtic ring for 10% off for a loved one, a partner, or a spouse, a friend, or whatever. And I'm giving you a card to go along with the gift from Love Pop. We're amazing here. We take care of all of your holiday needs. Mary. It says that you have one here. Yes. This is the first outlandish theory of the week that you've had, I think, since episode like 101 or 102. Please do tell me your outlandish theory of the week. Remember back in the day when you were at Ardsmart Muir? Yes. And that guy came in talking about the island of the Selkies. Sure. And the White Witch. Mm -hmm. That White Witch was Galus Duncan. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one because she could be a witch. She is a witch. <laughs> she has truth serum. There she is. She's a witch. <laughs> I still, I'm still in love with that opening scene. I, I just thought that was the coolest. It was one of the most interesting things that Outlander has done two weeks in a row now, where something with really interesting open. has happened in the cold open. It just, yeah, man, yeah. like with the bloodbath and everything, like. Yeah. What do you uh, think of my outlandish theory? Do I get a mark me? Uh, do I get anything? I don't think it means anything's going to happen. No, no, no. But I think, you know what? You do. Thanks. Thanks. Please hang up and try again. Um, by the way, I just want to say this. Called Galus. Totally called Galus. Totally called the fact that the Campbells were going to Jamaica to be with Galus. Yes, you did. And I think I'm going to be right on my, on my next outlandish theory. First, Jamie being taken away by uh, Captain Leonard. All right? This one is easily handled. And they got to get, they have to, which is why, uh, okay. They got to get Jamie and Claire back in the same place again so they can continue the rest of the story. And how do they do that? Well, we have Lord John Gray saying earlier, hey, let me know whatever I can do to help you. I'll take care of you. Oh, that's nice. It's Lord good to have a friend like that. John Gray gets the charges dropped against Jamie, getting Jamie and Claire back together to finish out the rest of the episode. And I say this with a little aggravation because it's like, why did we go through this whole rigmarole of Jamie getting taken away if it's just going to be brought back together again like that because of Lord John Gray? Why? I'm going to ask you, Outlander's Theory, why do we need Jamie taken away? Um... I do. I'll, actually, I do have a theory about okay, this. Okay, tell me. All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take your your annoyance and make it a question for you. Go. <laughs> Why should Jamie be taken away right now for the plot? We need to get Claire to have the pictures of the children. Ooh. And the only way for Claire to have the pictures of the children and why Jamie was carrying them with him at that time. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Just the plot demanded it, so that's what happened. Cuz cuz reasons. <laughs> um Jamie Claire has to have them. Okay. Because Galus has to see the pictures. And she has to see the pictures 
because the prophecy she's going to end up realizing is referring to Brie. Because Brie is a 200-year-old baby. Not Willie, but Brie. Because Brie was conceived in the 17-whatevers and was born in the 19-whatevers. Okay? Yep. (laughs) Whatevers. So she is a 200-year-old baby. And she will realize it's Brie, and she'll realize that it's their daughter. And now she also just happens to have these two sapphires, which we know you need, which was retconned into the show. You need to have some kind of jewel to go through the stones. Oh, shoot. So she's got these two, she's got the two sapphires, one to go to kill Brie, because (gasps) killing Brie is what gets the Scotsman on the throne. Oh my God, Blake, you're getting so deep. Look at you. Look at you going down this bunny hole. And she's got one more to come back if if she so chooses. And how is she going to get through? How? Not through the stones over at Culloden, Craig Nadoon. Oh, no, 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 no. She is going into Abendawe, the cave. Abendawe. She's going in the cave because that is where people go in Jamaica when they disappear. Oh my God. Right? So that is my outlandish theory of the week. Galus will go back to the future because she needs to kill Bree for the prophecy. Well, we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, no, 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 but I'm not done yet. What? Oh, I'm not done. What? I'm going to keep going. I'm keeping going. I'm actually going to give you the entire plot for the next episode. Are you ready for this? Oh my God. Okay. I hope everyone else is ready. Jamie and Claire are going to leave. Uh, Jamaica eventually. Okay. They're going to continue on with their life with the blessing of Lord John Gray. And Claire, as we know from my, la- from my last Outlandish Theory of the Week, is going to kill Galus and prevent her from going to kill Bree in the future. Okay. okay. Those, are the bo- those are the bones that Dr. Joe saw, that we saw in uh, the 1960s, which ties everything, all of it, back together all at once. Okay. Look at that nice little bow you it's made. It's a nice little bow. Perfect. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. But Jamie and Claire are going to have to go back to Scotland to deliver young Ian we. back. We, Ian, sorry, commandment watch number your, three. Watch your mouth. I got to get my commandments right. Um, they're going to, they have to deliver we Ian back, right? Problem is, we're finally, and I, was, I remember I was annoyed with this, we didn't have a, a storm. They kept on alluding to weather. They kept on alluding to storms. The weather is changing. We're finally going to have a storm. And... The storm is going to break up the ship before they get to Scotland, and they're going to end up in the United States. They're going to wash up in the the U.S. They're going to wash up there. And this is also going to tie a nice pretty little bow onto my theory that from the first episode, from the trailer episode of season three, that the – that the Frasers end up in the U.S. and somehow find themselves involved in the American Revolution at one point. Just that – that's a guaranteed freaking tea. So I guarantee you this episode ends with them I am not washing up washing up on the shores of the United States somewhere. And that is my Atlantis Theory of the Week. You just threw so much plot line. And I'm sticking to it. I can't even handle you right now. Marvin, are you giving me an interesting? You have an interesting. Charlie, what do you got for me? Mock me. Please hang up and try again. I think I should play the bell right now. I feel like my white witch needs a bell. I already gave you a bell, but you know what? I'll. Bam. Thank you. Just like that. A winner! 
We'll have a dual bell. We'll share the bell because my it, it, this is a Blake Larson guarantee. Guarantee. I guarantee that this is all going to happen. My love, final thoughts. What do you got? It's go time, baby. It is go time. It is go time. I cannot wait to see the finale. I wish it was here now, but I appreciate that I need to wait. I cannot wait for our listener feedback episode because there's just so much to talk about in this episode and there's so much going on in Outlander cast this week. Sure. I can't wait. Sure. Can't my, wait. My, for myself, I feel like we are in a much better position this year than we were at last season. Last season, I remember saying that there was zero momentum going into the finale. However, this season, I feel like they've course corrected a little bit. And even though the tone was off and even though we've gone crazy with all this, the coincidences, there's finally momentum. There's something happening here that says, okay, I want to know the rest. How are they going to get Ian? How are they going to get rid of... Uh, how are they going to get rid of uh, Galus? How are they going to? De- how is Claire going to deal with Galus? How are they going to get Jamie back? Where? How is all these things going to happen? We are we're frothing at the mouth to finally get an answer, and I feel like we're in a much better position than we were last year. My love, are you ready to uh, close out this um, uh, MTV Award? Oh, nice! Winning Kicking it old school. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Guys, can you handle it? We have one more episode like this left to come. So if you want to make sure that you are part of the most wonderful and cherished fan group for Outlander on Facebook, you're going to want to make sure that you're part of the Outlander cast clan gathering on Facebook. Just search that Outlander cast clan gathering request to join and one of myself or one of our clan moderators will let you in. Now, if you want to talk about the future of Outlander, save Red Voyager, save Red Drums and Water, like tell all these books, you read all the books. All Come on in to the Outlander Cast Book Club. That is where you get to geek out to your heart's delight about everything. Um, we do have a couple, and I do mean a couple, of tickets suddenly available for the Outlander Cast finale party, which is happening in Providence, Rhode Island, next Sunday. So if you think that you can come on over, I would love for you to come I, I join think you us. Should, you know, because if you're out there thinking about it, if you were like, oh man, am I going to be like the only loser that shows up? Or like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be like that. Oh, no, 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 no. We have tons of people coming. And that's why we made more tickets available because it was so popular. And trust me, we're all nerds. Just embrace the nerddom. And just just go and, and, and take a chance. Show well, up. Those of you who are coming, yes. it is going to be holiday attire. Uh, we're going to have some some bites, some some music, some... I have such a great outfit, by Oh my the God, way. I'm, I'm so you. excited. I'm, and, I'm giving you the professional tease right now. Yeah. My outfit rocks. And for those of you who are like, I can't go. I can't go. Don't you fat. Don't, I said, don't you fash. Dinner fash. Don't you worry. Because Blake and I are going to be doing a live podcast about the episode, about the finale. It's going to be Facebooked live. It's going to be available in iTunes shortly after. And it's going to be like this, but in front of a large audience. Yes. And you get to join in the Facebook. I'm very large. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. you're so cute. I'm a little nervous. So you're going to feel like you're there. So whether you're watching the finale by yourself or you're having a bunch of friends or if you're making some kind of outlander food, if you're going to be dressed up, whatever it is, gear up. Get ready. 
because the finales are coming. And I wanted to thank our patrons of the highest levels who have supported us. We have Peg, Ann, and Bobby, Carolyn, Tara, Sharon, Tracy, Lisa, Meredith, Amy, Christina, Sue, Keelan, Meredith, Liz, Dana, Nikki, and Michelle, Jennifer, Lauren, Heather, and Marilyn. Thank you guys so, so very much. I truly appreciate it. And I hope you have a great rest of the week. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Much love. My name's Mary. And my name's Bloodbath. You've been listening to Cast. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.